Welcome to the Audit 15 Fund podcast. My goal with this podcast is to bring relevant internal audit topics to the table at least every 15 days. Today, we're going to be talking about practical finding. To talk about that topic, I have the honor to have as my guest, Emmanuel Johannes. Emmanuel is the chairman of the board of the African Federation of Institute of Internal Auditors and the CEO of Kepler Associates, a firm specializing in risk management and audit. Welcome, Emmanuel, to the podcast. It's an honor to have you on. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be with you today to discuss about our profession. Thank you very much. Yes, absolutely. So practical findings. Before the interview here, we had a conversation and you you share with me that you started your career in audit and you moved to the business side and then you moved back to audit and there was a lesson there when you moved to the business side on practical findings. Can you kind of share that story here with the listeners on uh, what you learned from that experience? Thank you very much. First of all, I must acknowledge that uh, uh, whatever experience or whatever uh, skills I have today as an auditor were very much, you know, contributed to my move to the other side, you know, I mean, outside auditing, uh, moving to the business. Because when I crossed over to the business and at that time I was a manager, you know, in a financial institution. So I had an opportunity now to sit in meetings where audit findings were discussed you know, and reports are presented, management gives some responses. And then I was looking, you know, after, you know, at audit reports, the findings, and then I started thinking like how unrealistic the findings are. And I was, you know, was I raising the same findings when I was an auditor? I think, you know, uh, the biggest lesson that I learned there is, uh, most of us, you know, uh, auditors, we, we, we have that disconnect, you know, with the business. You know, if, if we have spent a lot of time just auditing, you know, we tend to propose some of the things which sometimes they are theoretical and they don't have that impact or meaning to the business, which sometimes also it becomes an obstacle for acceptability of auditing, I mean, in companies because people don't see the value that we bring into the table when really we cannot connect or we cannot resonate with the most important business issues. Yes, absolutely. You touch on a, a couple of important points there, the impact and meaning to the business and how that translates into the finding being accepted by the business. So that's a, it's a great point. Uh, you also share a story on uh, when you're in audit, and you, you're sharing those findings with someone in the business. And that person had some lasting feedback to you. So can you share that story with the listeners here on uh, what not to do on your findings? Thank you very much. Remember, that should be now uh, about 12 years, probably, you know, since I had that moment, you know, uh, the moment of truth. You know, uh, I used to raise my findings, they, they were whatever way that I could structure them, you know, write my, my judgments, I would say, or audit findings that I thought I was doing it in the right way. So, so one day, one of the senior manager in the organization that I was working, 
uh, I remember she cried in the meeting, you know, and, uh, and I felt so bad, you know, like what's going on. So, but she was brave enough to, to wait, you know, after everybody has left the meeting to have that moment and talk with me, you know, and, and she came to me and say, you know, I do not dispute the findings that you have. And I believe you have very good findings. But the problem is how you put your findings does not show that we are doing anything, you know? So there's nothing good that comes from your report. I mean, everything is just pointing, you know, what we don't do, you know, but you don't say what we have done. And, and that hurts me. It hurts my performance. So, because, you know, and this was a senior management, you know, it was ex-com meeting, executive committee meeting. These are, are going to my performance appraisal and they affect me as a person as well, you know? That for me was a big moment in my career. It was a very big moment. I actually went quiet. I listened and I apologized and I said, I think we'll try to to do better, I will try to uh, to improve our findings, and and so that moment has been a turning point in my career as an auditor. So whenever I'm auditing, whenever I'm writing my reports, the findings, I don't look at things, you know, the way that uh, other auditors would like to do it. You know, like I was doing a training, I think about two weeks ago. And one of the area that we were talking was report writing. So uh, they brought that organization, it was an in-house training, a live report, uh, which they have done. And I was looking at it and I felt like this report, it has only short lines about negative things. So again, I asked them, you know, like, what is working in that organization? Because if we go back to the definition of internal auditing, when we talk about providing assurance, you know, objective advice, you know, insights, etc. So my question is, do we provide assurance only on things that not work? Or when we provide assurance, we provide assurance also of what is working, you know? So, so I think for me, that balance of what is working and what is not working is very critical because I also sit now in the boards of few organizations. And so what information do I need to hear? I need to hear what is working as well. You know, not only about what is not working. I think for me, the biggest lesson there is how can auditors balance between what is working and what is not working? Because for me, that's part of assurance that we need. Because if you meet the CEO on the elevator, are you only going to tell him about the negative things? You know, if you meet the chairman of the board and say, oh, you are an auditor. So, you know, tell me quickly about the audit that you just completed. You know, I don't think you just need to focus. Oh, everything is not working. Oh, this is not working. This is not working. But I would rather look at it and say, you know, um, uh, generally the internal controls are working. However, there are a few lapses in controls you know, in area A, B, and C, which we think needs to be, you know, improved. You know, so for me, I think that approach is what works best, I believe. And that's the biggest lesson I have learned actually about how audit reports can impact the life of people, not only 
you know, it's, it's, it was also emotional because if somebody cry, it means it's also, you know, has impact on the, on the well-being of a person. I think that's, a, that's, that's my experience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I can only imagine being on the other side of the table and receiving a report and all you see, it's negative, right? Your heart's going to be raised and your heart's going to be pounding. So definitely agree that it needs to be balanced, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. If there's something good that you need to, you know, point out, just point out because give credit where credit is due. That's a, mm-hmm. a very, very uh, important lesson here to all auditors out there. Because uh, we do, we do have a tendency to just focus on the negative and sometimes we go in and, and audit the process and uh, it is working as intended. Things are good. So we, we need to point it out. So good story yeah, there, Emmanuel. Just to add on that one is because there's that mindset uh, I've had many times, you know, in my consulting activities or in my trainings where most audit seniors, the supervisors or managers. They don't accept when their auditors are coming from the field and say, you know, things are working, so we didn't have any, you know, negatives to reports or something like that. So, so they are happy to see how many findings do you have, you know? So not about the quality, not about the assurance, you know, but the list of findings. So I think that's, that's something also which uh, needs to be addressed and need to be changed, you know, because if we change that mindset and and coming back to our role, which is providing assurance, then we should know that assurance doesn't talk only about the negative things. You know, it talks also about what is working as well. Yes, very good point. And it reminds me, I used to work with someone who, uh, he told me, my boss, you know, would tell me, go, go there and try to find as many things as you can that are wrong. And that's, like you mentioned, <laughs> that's not the right approach, right? So... Yes, very good. So you, you know, kind of tying those two first questions to the last one here, you mentioned, you know, it needs to be something that has an impact, that has meaning to the business. It needs to be balanced. It needs to point out uh, positive things where credit is due. So what else, what, in your opinion, what are some other key elements of an effective, successful internal audit finding? I think you've You've mentioned, I mean, uh, all the key attributes in terms of that finding must connect it to the business, you know, in the language of business, not in the language of auditor, because the finding is not about you as an auditor. It is about, you know, the business, you know, what business objective, you know, your finding is trying to address. But I think if I have to pick one word is actionable, you know, actionable. And why I'm saying actionable, because again, um, when I talk to people, I mean, in different forums, I I ask, are you happy when you raise 15 findings? And then when you come next year, none of them have been implemented, you know? So, so for me, if you are raising findings and they are not being implemented, 15 of them next year, you are coming, you're saying 13 findings have not been implemented. Something is wrong somewhere. So, so I also feel like, you know, uh, uh, apart from all other attributes, apart from us being able to connect with the business and talk the language that means, you know, uh, a layman language that connect with them, you know, uh, with their everyday struggles that they have in business, issues that they want to address. But we must come with 
things which are actionable, things which they can implement. They can look at it and say, wow, we didn't have this idea. You know, you know, this is a smart idea. Maybe we can look at it. Maybe we can look this way, you know? So that way you become a trusted advisor, you know, uh, in the words of Richard Chambers, you know? So trusted advisor, because people would be coming to internal auditing and looking for solutions. And, and I believe in my career, I graduated from being that auditor who made people cry uh, to become a trusted advisor, you know? So, so you know, but it's a journey, you know, it's a journey, but it, it needs you to understand the business, to understand how things are working. Because if we just come with our thinking of internal control, we, we're not going to achieve much. We should come with a thinking of, of business objectives. You know, when you're auditing this area, what is the business objective of this area? What would they want to achieve? If, if they're not achieving, how can you help them? you know, as an auditor. So, so for me, I think those are, uh, those are critical. Very, very good. That's, I would definitely agree. If there's one word, actionable is a very good choice. Norman Marks mentioned the tangible product from audit is not the report, but the action that comes after it. So very good. It needs to be actionable. It needs to drive change. So Really appreciate your time on the podcast, Emmanuel. For those who want to learn about more about the services that you provide with Kepler Associates, what is the best way for them to reach out to you? Well, um, uh, the, the, the easiest way is to connect with me through my LinkedIn account, you know, um, uh, Emmanuel Johannes, or the same name, uh, but also through our uh, website, which is uh, www. Kepler.co.tz, but I'm very much connect, available on, uh, through the LinkedIn. I'm very active and it's the quickest way to uh, communicate and contact with me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Emmanuel, for your time.